1: Hello, this is the Truth For Your 20s podcast. My name is Katie. I'll be your host today. And I have a lovely guest with me, Lainey. No big deal, but she is a worship leader, a founder of the One He Loves Ministry, and I'm sure you'll love to hear Best Friends with Sadie Robertson. (laughs) She is adorable and just wrote a new book. We're going to unpack all the good stuff. Welcome to the podcast, Lainey. Thank you for having me. I'm of so course. excited for this conversation. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I want to just, you know, I gave you a little brief intro about who you are, but maybe just give us a little bit more information about who this lovely lady is from Texas.
0: Well, uh, I have an amazing family. I'm married. I have a husband named Clayton, and we have a little girl named Ronnie Grace. I know. And I saw we, the picture. It's so cute. She is the best. Gosh, her personality is coming to life right now. So it's so fun. But we also have a little boy. His name is Rory and he's in heaven. Uh, We lost him at about 17 weeks. He went to be with Jesus and he's changed our life in so many ways. And so I love talking about just what God has done through giving him to us. And um, but those are my two kiddos and we're very, very blessed. And Um, I also, like you said, lead worship and have a ministry called The One He Loves. It's for women of literally all ages to just come and be refreshed, a place for them to just come and be and hear about just how much God loves them and the goodness of who He is. And um, that kind of birthed out of the loss of our son. And um, most days I'm with my little girl. We go to the park. We, you know, just... Just me and her right now, um, but also days right now look a lot like this. You know, podcasts and talking about my new book. So
1: yes, yes, let's dive into it—the new <laughs> book. So I, you know, kind of answering this question of who am I, and and that's just a great place to start the conversation because I find that in American culture, people say, you know, who are you? How are you? Often relates to what do you do? We like what's yeah. your occupation, which is so interesting because. If you're a stock clerk at a grocery store that's not your identity and, and even yes. if you have a quote prestigious career that doesn't necessarily yeah. you're so much more than just that so yeah. I guess I'm curious why this question specifically and in the book and everything around it of, of who who are you
0: yeah you even saying that you know I remember when I was 18 you know being on the road even I started touring as a backup dancer and before that I was all my friends were going to college you know at 18 you're trying to figure out What am I going to do with my life? And I remember I just had a lot of things on my heart that I really felt like God had put there, but nothing looked like that was happening. Like none of those things, I didn't even know how to pursue them, honestly. And when I was 18, I remember having a conversation with my parents and I just went up to my bedroom and I laid on the floor and I just remember saying like, God, like, what do you want? Like, just give me one word. Like, I just need one word. Of what to do with my life, and in that moment, I felt like He told me, "Serve." Just simply, I just heard the word "serve," and I started working at Chick Fil A, and I started working as a nanny, and it looked nothing like what I quite, like wanted to do. But in that season, you know, I started to just discover God's um, love for me and purpose. Even in driving to Chick Fil A, you know, God was speaking to me on the way there, and. Um, as I, you know, pursued the things that, that were a dream fulfilled, you know, and God was really fulfilling those dreams in my life. I was on the road, I was touring and that had been a dream of mine since I was a little girl, total God story of how that happened. But I started to find my identity in what I was doing. And I remember honestly, from 18 to about 22, I was really just really broken. Um, even though I was living out a dream and, Just started to really, without realizing it, find my identity and what I was doing. And people would ask, you know, like you just said, so what do you do? Like that was always the question. And for me in that season, it was like, well, I'm a backup dancer and I'm very proud of that. But when the end of that season came, when I felt like God was telling me to let go of that, I didn't know who I was anymore, you know, because no longer was I surrounded with all the same people. And I wasn't on the road and finding purpose and identity in what I was doing. And I honestly didn't know what I was doing anymore. God had led me to let go of that job. And it was like, shoot, I don't know who I am. And so I found myself at about 22 years old in Franklin, Tennessee, in my apartment all by myself. I just moved there. I had just quit my job, had a lot of Friendships that just had changed and shifted, and I wasn't close to the same people anymore. And um, I was away from my family, and I remember just sitting on my bed and just going, God, who am I? And why am I here? What is my purpose? And in that moment, I really felt like God just kind of reminded me of this video that I had recently seen of me from when I was a little girl. I was about three years old, and I was standing in the family room. Excuse me, the playroom of my parents' house. And I pick up this little like karaoke mic and I look to the right and I say, I, and I look to the left and I say, love. And then I look center and I just said, Jesus. And it was so simple, but something about remembering that moment and seeing myself as just a three year old little girl with nothing to prove, nothing to hide, no achievements, no titles, nothing to hide myself in, but just his. You know, I was just. A daughter. That moment has truly changed my life. And even though in that season, the next three months looked very different, you know, I really didn't have a lot going on. It was a very slow season. I was longing for a lot of things, but God showed me who He was in that season and just who I was, you know, to Him and that it was more than enough just to be His daughter. So the question, who am I, honestly, is a question that changed my life. And I feel like it's a question many of us ask through many seasons. You know, it's not something that you ask just when you're a little girl or just in your 20s. You know, women who are in their 30s, 40s, 50s, constantly stepping into new seasons. We continually ask that question, you know, when we feel like we've, you know, our, our season change and then we feel like we've lost purpose or we don't know what our purpose is. And then it leads to that next question of, okay, then who am I?
1: No. Yeah, for sure. I'm thinking about <laughs> just motherhood and how that's so all encompassing of who you are yet, you know, kids grow up and seasons change mm-hmm. and the, the diapers are very different than the teenage years. And and mm-hmm. so it goes and it's just so different, but yet all encompassing. And, and I know that, Women especially can get lost in all of that stuff. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. I would love to back up. You mentioned the story of how you became able to, you know, tour and, and do your singing career that that's yeah. no small feat. And I'm sure there's people listening who would, you know, have a singing talent and would love to hear. Uh, yeah. Tell me that story. Cause that sounds interesting.
0: Yeah, so I was like I said just in that season of going I was 18 trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life which now I've realized it's really not our job to figure out what we do with our life. I put so much pressure on myself in that season to know what I was doing and to be honest, I did a lot of things wrong and God was still faithful and so I I even remember in you know walking in that dream, you know, being on the road, so many girls would come up to me who were dancers and would say, how did you get here? And I remember just like being like, you know, it's truly only God. Like it's not a formula, you know, he's, he's, he's faithful and he has good things for you. And if that's something he has for you, he'll fulfill it. And, um, but anyways, I was, you know, in that season of serving and working for, a family and working at Chick-fil-A. And I had gone to a Brit Nicole concert. She's a Christian artist. yeah. And I had seen her perform. And while I was there, I, I remember just saying in my heart, God, I want to do something like that. And I just saw so much purpose in what she was doing in the way that she really met people where they were and listened to girls' stories and helped them see God in their story. And it wasn't necessarily for me. I love to dance all growing up, but for me, it was the purpose behind what she was doing. And I was so moved by her ministry. And so I remember just kind of saying that in my heart. Well, you know, in all of this, there's things that I walk through, quite honestly, that like were really hard. Um, I got into a relationship, I was in a relationship for about four years. And That was all in the midst of also backup dancing for her. And so it was a lot of really amazing and also mixed with some really hard times. And I was dating this guy and he basically sent out a tweet at the time. Twitter was like the thing. And she said um, she was looking for dancers for her tour, for her gold tour, which was her new album coming out. And he sent in my boyfriend at the time, sent in a video and, um, auditioned and he got picked. And so I didn't even audition, but a lot of that was because I didn't think I was good enough. You know, the enemy was already just working in my mind that I shouldn't even try. And anyways, he got the job. And I remember just still in that season, just going, God, if you have that for me, you know, if you have that position for me, I'd, I trust you. I I know that you'll bring it. And she had two dancers, and so I he just, was a,
1: your boyfriend was a backup dancer too, and he got the yeah, job. Okay, he got the job. Yes. Okay.
0: And so, anyways, he's on the road with her, and I remember just feeling like God put on my heart to start just learning the choreography. Like, you know, maybe that you'll get, you might get that opportunity. Like, just be ready. And yeah. so, I started learning choreography on YouTube and like learned her whole show and her other dancer had to have a really big surgery and she couldn't make it to a show pretty last minute. And Britt needed somebody like really fast and I was ready and I was available. And so I, she asked me to come in. My audition basically was the first show and I came in and I stayed for the next four years Wow! and it really like, Thinking back to that, it's so wild because, you know, so many dancers, if you know anything about like the dancing scene, it it's, it's quite, it's a small community, but at the same time, like people work so hard, very, very hard. It's, it's their life, you know, dancing every single day. And in so many ways, I remember just being like, I am not qualified for this job. Like I have not worked you know, hard enough for this. But it really was a time in my life where God showed me his grace and, you know, and how he does truly qualify us for the things that he has for us. And I felt so unqualified. There were even people in my life who were telling me that I was unqualified, but God had that for me. You know, he had that a part of my story. And he qualifies us for things we're completely unqualified for. And that was one of the coolest ways that I really got to see that if he had something for my
1: life and I looked to him that he would be faithful to fulfill it. So, so you become a backup dancer for Britt Nicole and then start doing your own singing career out of those. Traditions. So Sorry.
0: Yes. So that mm-hmm. happened at the end of, I kind of talked about that season of letting go of yeah. all of that. And during that season, so our last tour was with, this is like all a blast from the past. I'm trying to remember the how it all happened. We were on tour with Toby Mack. And um, this is also a really cool story. So I didn't know this, but tours have this thing called tour church, where you all the bands and stuff get together and have church together on the road. And I didn't know that. This was my first tour with Toby at the time. And I had just kind of prayed that God would give opportunity for all the girls even to gather and just connect and worship and pray together as we're also out doing ministry together. That was just something God put in my heart, but I didn't know about tour church. And one night I had a dream that it was like the first two weeks of tour and somebody had just told me about tour church. And I think maybe that night or something, I had a dream that Toby texted me or his manager texted me and said, Hey, would you lead worship for tour church? But at the time I did not sing in front of anyone. Like I, I grew up in a choir, but I never sang. Like if I was given a solo, I would give it to somebody else in the (laughs) middle of the song. Like I was so scared of singing another area. Honestly, the enemy had, you know, just lied to me and built up so much fear and, Anyways, I have this dream and in my dream, I get this text and it says, Hey, Toby wants to know if you'll lead worship for tour church. And in my dream, I reply and I'm like, yes, absolutely. Wow. I wake up. I am not kidding. I literally wake up the next morning and I have a text that says, Hey, Toby wants to know if you'll lead worship for tour church. Well, If I hadn't had that dream, I think I would have said no, because I would have been so afraid. But in my dream, I was so fearless, honestly, and was just like, yes, absolutely. And so I replied and said yes. And then I remember I just hopped out of my bunk and I was like, what did I just do? Like, this is going to be the most terrifying thing. I never sing in front of people and... But anyways, I started leading worship for tour church and did that throughout the tour. And that was just something, honestly, God really used in my life to break me out of that fear of failure and singing in front of people. And through that, I met my producer and he was on the road with Toby at the time. And he just said, Hey, like, I really believe that you have a gift. And whenever you're ready to like, you know, do your first album, I'd love to help you. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. I had a couple of other people on the road who are producers as well, come up and just kind of say that. And so it just gave me courage of like, okay, I guess I can do this. And so after I quit dancing, I started pursuing some of those things and God just began to open doors for, for that to happen. And um, I can't really even explain it all, but God has just, one thing has led to another and Just his faithfulness. And now um, most of the time leading worship is at the one he loves, which is the ministry I was talking about. And another thing that has been really cool um, throughout this, and I feel like a lot of girls can relate to this, you know, it even with Instagram and titles and all these things, like you feel so much pressure to like be one thing. Like even on your Instagram, it's like in your bio, it's like you got to be an author or you got to be a worship leader or you got to be an artist or um, like, it's all these titles. Like you literally have to click a title. yeah. And that's always just really bothered me because I'm like, you know, I don't really even feel like I fit one of these. And um, but I really have felt like God has put on my heart that my ministry was both singing, worship leading and speaking. But when you tell people that, like even labels and stuff that I would sit down with, they'd be like, well, you have to pick one. And I had someone in my life that really spoke to me like a dad and was just like, "There, no, like he was in industry and he just really blessed what God had put on my heart. And now I'm walking in that. You know, now it for so long, it felt like it didn't make sense. For so long, people didn't understand. And even now, you know, some people may be like, well, she's singing now and now she's speaking. What's happening? But that's what God put on my heart to do. And I've seen him make a way for it. And so I would just encourage you, you know, for any woman listening, like if God has put something on your heart, Whatever it is, or if it's multiple things, if it's things that don't make sense even to yourself, you know, in that moment or to your friends, follow follow that peace and follow what He's put on your heart and trust that He will make a way for it. Um, because I've seen that over and over again, and I've had my moments of doubt, but I've seen that He's really faithful and He makes a way for those things.
1: Okay. From backup dancer to worship <laughs> leader to, I mean, somewhere around the way, hanging out with Toby Mac, no big deal. Um <laughs> my, daughters, my daughters are huge fans of him. That's Oh, so that's cool. awesome.
0: I love that. He's amazing. He is, is he is awesome. in real life? Yes. He is somebody that I truly admire and puts on the best tour, healthy, yeah. healthy backstage. I remember one of the like just beginning first week of tour, he got everybody together and he was just like, he just really set the tone. He was like, we don't talk about each other. We don't talk about Good. other people behind their back. If you have a problem, you go to them face to face and Good. um this is going to be a healthy tour and we're going to love each other. That's and important. For each other. And yeah. It was just, it was incredible. Like it just
1: set the tone and that yeah. was truly the best tour I'd ever been wow. on. Wow. So. That's yeah. so cool. Oh my gosh. Oh, I just love like, um, rock star life you know what i mean like it's just <laughs> just so interested like the the day-to-day of of what you, yeah the tour and bus and all that yeah. kind of stuff it's so cool yes it is yeah
0: it, it it's so different i think from what people expect though at the same time it's probably like, just
1: regular life it's a- so
0: it really is so fun but it it is a different life like yeah. it's just i remember when i was on the road a lot coming home and sleeping in my bed and being like this is weird. Like, (laughs) like just not being on a bus, you know, that isn't moving. Yeah. That isn't (laughs) moving. Not waking up in a different city. Yeah. It's different.
1: So cool. (laughs) Okay. So back to your purpose and discovering, you know, what you're created to do, your identity, all of that stuff. You wrote a book on it. I think it's so amazing. And, and one question I want to make sure, like you kind of just alluded to this a second ago, but like, as you're struggling, you know, who am I? Do I hold a microphone? Do I stand? Do I sing? Do I mm-hmm. dance? Like you're, you're the whole show, by the way, Lainey. That's pretty cool. <laughs> hold on. Hold this mic. I'm going to go to <laughs> a back foot. <laughs> you talk about, though, as you're becoming more intimate with God and He's leading you, I think that's simple but profound. And there's someone listening and like, okay, yeah, but like how? And how does God lead you? And what does that look like in your life? And how does getting to know God more, how did that help you uncover or help you go in the right direction and stuff like that? Because I know I know at the Sunday school answers to these questions, but it's like, give me the meat and potatoes, you know what I mean? Sure.
0: Yeah. Knowing how he was leading me, I feel like God was always being who he was in my life. It was just acknowledging it. And I know that can sound oversimplified. Maybe that sounds like a Sunday school answer. But when I look back even on those four years of my life where I was living out a dream, but I also at the same time was in a relationship that I didn't have peace about, I can say that God was always speaking to me. He was always leading me, but I didn't trust his I didn't trust it. Mm-hmm. I, I was scared. That letting go of this relationship meant letting go of dreams and letting go of the good things that God had for me. And um, I just always try to encourage, you know, my friends, my sisters, my, you know, people that are in my life and I get the opportunity to that he leads by his peace. Um, Proverbs 317 says her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. And I remember reading that and going, okay, why am I not experiencing this peace that God apparently has for me? Why am I not living from that? And when
1: I look back, I can say sorry. that I just, I can hear that noise real bad. Whatever that was. Sorry. It's it, a spaceship it, landing. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Let me start over. Yeah. I'm trying to remember exactly where it was. The peace that God has for you.
0: Yeah, just I remember reading that verse and just, just dwelling on it and going, okay, why am I not experiencing this? You know, why, why, if God truly has this peace for me, why isn't it in my own life? And but a lot of that was because I just wasn't choosing to listen. I I was holding on so tightly to what I thought was best for my life. But when I let go, when I let go of all those things, that's when I truly started experiencing that peace. And I can see that just throughout, not just in that moment, but many, many times since then, you know, and it's become easier to trust, you know, I've started to realize like, Okay, if I just don't have peace about that, it's probably not a good idea. And I don't even need to know why. I don't have to have the answer. I trust you enough to know that you're good and you're faithful. And if I don't have peace, then you're just not in that thing for me. And I think also just just clinging to scripture, you know, I started to really memorize the word I would stand in my apartment at times. When my roommates were gone, and just speak scripture over myself. And those are things that I still go back to right now. That's why Proverbs three seventeen comes to me like that because it was life to my soul. You know, it, it it was something that God really, you know, used in my life to redirect me and show me who He was. And
1: yeah, no, no, that's so good. <laughs> well, I, I'm over here taking notes because you said something that I want to make sure. We don't just gloss over because dating is obviously a hot topic to our audience in your young in your twenties and stuff like that. And you mentioned in a relationship you were in a relationship where you didn't have peace, but you thought that letting go of that would take away God's best for you or take away. Th- that's huge. Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and you and you said that like you learned that whatever it is, even if you don't see, even if you don't understand that God can be trusted. Like, I just don't want to gloss yeah. over that because that's so big. And I think that that is a life lesson we all have to learn and often relearn, but sure. especially with relationships. So yes. yeah, maybe just, yes. yeah,
0: what yeah. you learn, I mean, how you
1: let go, all that stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, honestly, I was so broken that it was like, it's time. And I had... um friends in my life who helped me walk that out, um, who really began to speak life over me and help me stick to my decision because I knew it was right. I knew that's where God was leading me, but I did need people to walk with me after that and um, just keep reminding me. But I would also just say, you know, a lot of the lies that I dealt with in that was nobody's ever going to love you like this, you know, even because you've been in a long relationship, no one will ever love you. Uh, my standards were too high. My morals were too much. And and even just what I desired in a man, you know, at the time I remember praying that God would not only bring me my husband, but he would bring someone to walk with me into what God had for me and what he had put on my heart to do in mm-hmm. ministry things. And, but that's too much, you know, I, there were so many lies that that was keeping me just a firm grip on. What you know, not letting go, and when I let go, everything changed. And it's not that all of a sudden I was in this relationship with my husband. You know, the next week and everything. No, I was honestly single for two years after that. And but in those two years, God met me in just such an amazing way that truly changed how I would do marriage for the rest of my life. And. I remember just celebrating in that season, learning to enjoy where I was at. And people would, you know, often say like what I thought was the worst advice ever was enjoy, enjoy this season. It goes by before, you know, it. and every time someone told me that I was just like, you know, you <laughs> can be quiet. And, but now that's what I tell girls that are in that season is enjoy it, enjoy it, embrace it. Enjoy your friends, love on your friends, enjoy your time alone with God, let Him speak to you because this is your time. Honestly, this is preparation for the rest of your life. You don't get that season back. Like it just changes. You know, you don't have time to just go ride in your car for 30 minutes to Sonic. Like you just don't. And, And it just, you have someone else in your life that you love and that you care about and there's responsibility that comes with that. And so I just encourage you enjoy it and also trust that he really is faithful to bring you that person. I never could have imagined the man that God brought into my life. He is so, I had a husband list like many of us do and he is every box checked and a whole new page that needs to be written that I never could have you know, written on my own. He, God has abundantly, you know, fulfilled the prayer of of a husband. And I remember even, you know, after going through such a broken relationship into what was such redemption, you know, and meeting my husband, I started to just share that online and on Instagram. And I wrote about it all the time. And one of the top comments I remember doing that was God doesn't promise us a husband. Mm-hmm. And you're right. <laughs> I can't find a scripture that says, you know, he promises every woman a husband. I haven't found it but I have found that he loves to give good gifts to his children. Hmm. He loves, and he does fulfill the desires of our heart. And he's given us a new heart. He said, I, I'll give you a new heart and I put a new spirit within you. And so I just believe that God is faithful. And so if you believe that he's faithful and that he's good to you, then he you're, you're set up for success. you know, you're not going to be disappointed with life because God is abundantly good. And, So trust him, trust what he has for you, trust that he'll bring an amazing man into your life at the perfect time and, and just enjoy, Yes, (laughs) enjoy where you're at and do
1: the work on yourself. And like, as you said, you know, God was developing you and like uh, what you learned about marriage and stuff and not wasting that single time. Everything you said right there was money, money. (laughs) You have heard me talk about Liquid IV on this podcast before, but if you haven't yet taken advantage of the Truth For Your 20s discount code, what are you doing? Here is your opportunity to stock up and to save 20%. Most people I talk to in real life because I literally talk about how much this has been so good for me. Most people are like, oh yeah, I love liquid IV. But if you are, for some reason, haven't heard of it, it is double the hydration. So one packet in a bottle of water is the equivalent of drinking two bottles of water on your body because it is so hydrating. So important for sweating, so important if you get headaches and it just tastes good too. There are a lot of flavors. Pineapple is my favorite. But whatever your favorite is, make sure you check out the show notes. There's a link waiting for you and you can use promo code TRUTH and get yourself 20% off your next order of liquid IV what I keep hearing that needs to be reiterated is God is good and he can be trusted. And that's something I find myself saying until I believe it sometimes yeah, and just just reminding myself because that's, that's not something you learn. And then, and just, okay, well moving on. I'm never going to be afraid again. I'm never going to worry again. It's like, what if God is good and he can be trusted and then just taking that sigh, especially in your singleness or whatever that might be facing or job changes. You know, there's so many different, things that girls might be facing, but yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Coming back to that hundred over and over again. Yes, yes. absolutely. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. So back to, you know, how you're helping girls and all of the, and you've been doing this, like you said, on the internet, <laughs> just on social media for a <laughs> while, but for writing it down in a, in the text, I'm just so thankful for that gift. What are some of the things that you are like, you know, if, if you can have coffee with a listener, like make sure you don't miss in chapter three or whatever it is, like, this is something I really want to make sure listeners hear.
0: Yeah. My favorite chapter in the book is probably chapter three. It's called come to the river. And when I wrote that chapter, I was crying like something. I just felt like God really met I felt like he met me in the whole book, but I really felt like there was something special about that chapter. And so I would just not want anyone to miss that. I really kind of dive into, and I, I want to back up to and just say this book honestly is an invitation. It's an invitation to a believer and a non-believer. I really wanted to write this book in a way that someone who wouldn't typically pick up a Christian book would read it. A book that a believer could give to their friend to tell of the goodness of God, to tell of how much, you know, they're loved by him and their identity is in him.
1: Can you remind me of your question? I totally no, just lost got okay. on that. What was the original question? If you're having coffee with someone on the other side of their earbuds, like, hey, chapter three, yes. you need yes. to make sure you don't miss this. Yes. Yes.
0: And in that chapter, chapter three, I really just dive into Jeremiah 29, 11, which is a verse that many of us, if you've grown up in church, grown up in a Christian home, you know that verse, you know, it's for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And one of my favorite things to do when I study the word is to just go back and look at the original language. And so that verse was originally in Hebrew. And so I started just diving into what those words meant. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is incredibly significant. It really just honestly, it 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 was so moving. I I literally wrote it and cried and was Amazed. But something that so stood out to me was when it talks about um to give you hope and a future. That word that is used there, that is future, the original word, also meant past. And God just really spoke to me in that moment that I'm I'm the one who can step into things in your life that have already happened. Mm-hmm. And give them a new ending. I can bring hope and a future to them. And in that season, um, I was walking through a miscarriage actually. We had that's when we had lost our little boy. And um this may be a little bit of, you know, a lot of these Women who are listening to this, girls listening to this, you know, maybe this isn't something that you're familiar with or heard about much, but that was something in my life that I was like, if I go through that, I'll never be able to, I could never get through that. You know, Mm -hmm. how could I walk through that and make it out? And that verse just spoke to me in that moment that even though this was so painful and so broken and death feels so final, you know, you may not have walked through a miscarriage, but every single one of us has walked through pain. You know, we're, if we live in this world, we've walked through pain or loss of a loved one and death feels so final, but with God, with with Jesus on our side, there is always hope, mm-hmm. and even death, He can redeem and heal and bring life out of. And the way that God has brought life out of what was death in our family, I I really can't even put it into words. I'm so grateful um, for what He has done and the life that He's brought through the life of my little boy and. Yeah, I have a wonderful daughter and I experience her life every day, but I have an amazing son and I experience his life just in a different way. And so that that verse just really opened my eyes to what God can do not only in my life but in the life of people around me that I love who have felt like they're in despair, who felt like something their situation is final, you know. Unless it's good, it, you know, God's truly not finished and there's still hope and redemption to come.
1: That's so So. good. Like he's the one that can go into our past. And, you know, like you said, if it's not good, it's not over. That's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Go preach. (laughs) Lainey, I know everyone's going to love this conversation. I always like to ask guests our million dollar question. And that is if you could have coffee with your 20 year old self, what would you say? Oh, I know, man. And then, I would, yeah. I was just say you could go back to that tour bus, you can go back to the dancing. Like, if there's maybe a specific. I mean,
0: honestly, not a not a book plug, but I would literally give myself my book because yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what I needed to hear. You know, I yeah. needed so many things that I write about in the book, but I would. My but that's what you do self- to be
1: who you needed when you were younger. That's why you wrote those yes. words. It's amazing. Yes.
0: My twenty year old self though, I would I would say let go, like just trust him, you know. And I think we've said that multiple times throughout this conversation, but it it is so simple yet so hard at times. The pressure of the world, the pressure of social media, the pressure of our peers, people, you know, and, and that doesn't change for the rest of your life. I would still tell myself, let go and trust him. Yeah. So
1: yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, I'll make sure we put a link to your book and social media and all that good awesome. stuff. Cause I know girls awesome. are going to want to keep up with what you're doing in the world, but thank you for being here. I'm so excited to continue to follow. I'm laughing at that. You really are the one, the one act the the speaker, the singer, the dancer. And I'm here for it, girl. <laughs> thank you. I love that. You know what?
0: I'll do whatever. whatever. I'll act, I'll act a fool. That's fine. <laughs>
1: I'll praising Jesus all, the, all along the way. Yes,
0: exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. This of course. Was so awesome. Thank you. <laughs>